listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23, where we will be discussing chapter 3 and 4 of City of Ashes, The Inquisitor, and The Cuckoo in the Nest. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> okay, I really just got yelled at. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get over it, okay? I need to tell you guys something really important. This bag of Sour Patch Kids says that you should put them in cookies. It says Sour Patch Kid cookies. It's a thing. No, it's no, not No, it a thing. is not Sour Patch. Gross. That's disgusting. <laughs> I thought about soaking them like in water to take off the sour part. That is an extra step. You could just go buy gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> you just like the neon colors. They don't have the same like texture, like the same flavor. Maybe they would once they were soaked. Gummy bears taste too like not like modified. (laughs) (laughs) They taste too natural. (laughs) Oh Oh, my goodness! Goodness. Oh, so Robin. Yeah, welcome. (laughs) Robin's been schooling us on a new game. Holy cow! I feel like I've missed out on half my life. It's right? true. <laughs> What's it called, Robin? Introduce the game. Oh my gosh. Hashtag it's... not sponsored. Yet. If you want to <laughs> sponsor us, let us know. Hit us up. Okay, so we're all addicted. Okay, wait, hold on. I suck. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Sucks <laughs> to suck, bitch. <laughs> Depending on who you're talking to. Sucks to suck, bitch. <laughs> fitting for everyone yeah same okay we are um playing a a game called cooking diary and it's a diary about cooking things you sound so calm but yet you are so intense about this game it's exciting (laughs) it's very exciting it's exciting you have to be fast our husbands are not fans yeah (laughs) mine's understanding for now we'll see right (laughs) it's a good game to play when you're snuggled up in bed yeah because then everybody's not distracting you. Yeah, my one-year-old's like climbing on me. I'm like, get off and play a game. You're like, bad I mom. I need to serve this corn dog right now. And I cannot do that when you are asking for food or potty or outside or don't let me die. <laughs> Did we just break your computer? playing it the other day and older child wants my attention but she just wants to like tell me a 40 minute story like when my daughter tried to recite the entire uh <laughs> plot of hamilton exactly this is like about a tiktok video like a 40 minute explanation about a tiktok video and i had literally no more shits left to give in my entire You're body playing that wrap it up song like i was done i was like look dude i need five minutes where i'm not a mom or a wife, or whatever the heck it is that you want me to be. And I'm going to make some hamburgers, okay? So can you just back out of my face? Put a sock in it. You're like, I've been stuck in this house with you for four fucking months. <laughs> well, and then my husband was coming home. She's like, Dad, don't talk to her. <laughs> she's not making food for us. She's making it for the internet. Oh, my God. Every time I turned on, why don't you go make me a sandwich? You like cooking so much. Yeah, stop. You don't reward me with rubies <laughs> when I cook you food. 
Anyway, it's a great game. We're having a lot of fun, the three of us. We're in a guild, and I've never been in a guild before. Robin is our uh, our Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the um, Karate Kid thing. Oh, Mr. Miyagi. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's teaching us the ways. She's like texting us and she's like, make sure that you help and da 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 da. Play, ladies. You gotta play. <laughs> that was a typo. <laughs> you're you're going to get kicked out of the guild if you don't play this this quest. <laughs> it's a whole thing. We're but serious. it's exciting. We're, we're, we're getting into it. Yeah, so. it's been really fun. You I've needed play. something like that because no new TV shows are out. Obviously, not only is it that season, but a lot of shows are on hold right now. So right. nothing is really going on. So I needed something from a noggin. I know Netflix is is scraping at everything that they've got in their pipeline and they're like what do we have finished (laughs) let's get it out yeah because people are consuming all of Netflix fast yeah (laughs) what have we not what do you want to watch what have we not watched that's literally where we're I I, we're still watching Harry Potter now because I'm I'm like well we're just gonna watch this because there's nothing else to watch Mm -hmm. much to my husband's dismay Tangent. Okay, so we're going to wrap up our tangent and kick things off with Robin's recap. Unless you have something else. Sorry. No, you're fine. Do you? What would I have? What were we we talking about before we munched? We were talking about the game. Oh, no. It's an awesome game. I was going to say come find us, but I don't know if that's how it works. So (laughs) we'll see you in there somehow. My name's Amanda. (laughs) Surprise. Sibling surprise. Yeah, my my character has brown hair. (laughs) All right. Previously on Downworld or Dish. We open in Maya's point of view. She's reflecting on how she became a person slash wolf. It has to do with her asshole brother Daniel and a toxic ex-boyfriend named Jordan. Her reminiscing is interrupted by Captain Douche Canoe, a.k.a. Jace, who is purposely seeking out Downworlders to pick a fight with. He gets his wish, picking out the biggest looking dude to bait into a brawl. They're just about to throw down when Bat gets 86, but only for a moment. He rushes in, exclaiming that there has been a murder most foul in the alleyway, and they must come quick to investigate. Jace decides that he'd rather just be an absolute prick, and basically tells everyone to F off. This actually causes the fight he does so he is so desperately seeking. Daddy Luke breaks it up and drags Jace by the ear back to the <laughs> office. The bomb squad, a.k.a. Clary and Simon, are called in to defuse the situation. It works when Luke agrees to accompany Jace back to the Institute to talk to Maris. And they kick Simon to the curb. <laughs> I really like that your first part has a TM on it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, Clary and co., trademark pending, get to the Institute, and Jace remembers that Maris took his keys. Oh, no! Fear not, he's got that shadow hunter blood and a pure heart, so the Institute, being sentient itself, just lets the crew in. We're in Clary's point of view, so of course, she's internally fretting over her brother lover, and the wounds from er, and, and the wounds from his tussle with the pack, wondering why he hadn't healed himself yet. Why are you laughing? What did I do? It's just the brothers. <laughs> we can fuck each other's <laughs> Mother lover, right? That's what they say. Uh-huh. Oh, 
those guys continue okay so Clary's wondering why he hadn't healed himself yet when she asks him about it though he tells her that he didn't bring anything with him when he left the institute not even his stele which I'm like that's kind of important like you're he just grabbed Hodge's coat (laughs) all I need at the beginning of September is a trench coat right he reaches into his pocket it's just like bird seed he's like what the hell (laughs) love it do you think um, Hugan eats like um, black oil sunflower seeds or is he hunting for mice? I think he eats human flesh. <laughs> Eyeballs. Oh. He's a murder bird. <laughs> He's a murder bird. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. He has a reputation to uphold. He's just like a carnivore. He's just got his like knife and... <laughs> Pterodactyl. <laughs> he pulls his plate out of his he, wing. He's like sharpening his beak with a file. <laughs> I thought you were going to say way. <laughs> I was like, out of his oh. wing. Wing chunk tonight. Yep. Everybody wing chunk tonight. I bet it would stop hurting if I put them in the right ears. <laughs> I'm like, this is much better. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> drink water, Jesus. Maybe cut the way. I can't part. remember this chick's name. Well, this is already going to be really long. So the crew make their way to the elevator and head up to the main level of the institute. At this point, it's abundantly clear that Luke is more than a little uncomfortable with the current circumstances. He hasn't seen Maris in years, and even be- even before the uprising, because he was turned before the uprising. And I can't imagine how stressful the situation is for him like he's obviously doing it because he's putting the kids before himself yeah i'm sure like, he's a, little a good curious. adult anyway. i mean yeah it's like looking back at the people you used to go to high schools with facebooks you're like bitch i'm a werewolf now where are you at uh he's balding um <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite okay um <clears throat> So Church leads them to the library where they walk in on Maris and Raphael. JK. I was very surprised. They're just talking. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We get our first look at Maris through Clary's eyes, and she's exactly how I pictured her. So I'm going to read the description from the book. Behind the enormous plank desk that balanced on the backs of two kneeling angels sat a middle-aged woman with Isabel's ink-black hair and Alec's thin, wiry build. She wore a neat black suit, very plain, in contrast to the multiple brightly colored rings that burned on her fingers. I'm sorry, middle age? I am so offended. <laughs> this bitch is our age. <laughs> I'm not okay with it. I am so I was so offended when I read that. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Who do you think you are? 20. They think they're 20. <laughs> the person writing this. No, I'm sure Middle age, my ass. Mean. Maybe she's saying middle age for shadow hunters because their life expectancy is. No. This is Clary's point of view, right? Yeah. yeah. She Clary, know you that. are a brat. She was, yeah. How dare you? One day you're going to have crow's feet like mine. You don't have crow's feet yet. If it's only when you you're smile, it's not. It. I got the line. This is the, the fuck, yeah. dude, line. The are you God. fucking kidding me line? Yep. That's way better. 
Fucking dude. I like that. Fucking dude. It's always there. My mom and I share matching um anger lines. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. We were talking about it the last I'm, time. I'm we gonna were read your forehead instead of reading your palm. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you have a lot of stress. Can you read palms? Um I can do it off of a palmistry map and do it. You but... should read our palms, Madam Tortilla. I need lotion. I mean I can I can That's pull... not what you following me is gonna say. It is, I promise it is. Okay, I'll I'll do some research and see if I can figure it out. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, sorry. I'm not finding it, so someday I'll send it to you. It does not fucking matter. <laughs> so aside from um Maris being middle-aged, which she is absolutely not. Fuck you, Clary. Wrong. <laughs> everything else totally like is exactly how I pictured. Um, although I, I, w- I will say that the rings, the like super extra rings on her fingers, I, I did not expect. Uh-uh. Well, and they're all to me like a man's class ring. Yeah, like way. like big ass. Uh huh. Like jewels. Yes, like you would imagine Madame Dorothea would have worn. Right, like she's wearing all of her inheritance on her fingers. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I got one in every color. Awesome. <clears throat> so Raphael immediately turns into a sass monster and he's telling Jace that he looks like a pack of wolves trying to tear him apart because you know he hears things he's important <laughs> they all may have to point out that they hear things right there's like this underground network that we never really get to see but we hear about from all the downworlders that because because we're always in a Pretty much always in what? It's like a downworlder Facebook, but it was probably <laughs> MySpace. You could only have 12 pictures. Your top one. Yeah. Your top eight friends. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, again, Maris doesn't, doesn't disappoint when she speaks. She's just as prickly as I imagined. She wants to know who Clary is, and she's like, who's this broad? And when Clary introduces herself, Maris makes an offhanded comment about how she looks like Valentine. Um, bitch, we all know she looks like Jocelyn. You're just being a twat. Yep. Like, how dare you? Yeah, that was stupid. Don't be dumb. Valentine has black eyes and, like, white hair. Like, what? Yes. I'm just... I mean, I, I, like, she could have his shape, fa- his face shape, but you know what? We all know she doesn't because she looks just like fucking yep. Jocelyn. They went over that a lot. <clears throat> a right. lot. You have your mother's eyes. You have your mother's eyes and her hair and her butt and her fingers. <laughs> I don't know. Just random <laughs> things. <laughs> butt fingers. <laughs> toes. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> to add insult to injury, she mistakes our beloved Luke for a mundane... Not to worry, she's promptly thrown off her high horse as she realizes he's the new pack leader of the downtown clan. Take that, yach. How different could he really look? I mean, I realize it's been, like, almost 20 years. But, but like, if I, if I was... not even looking at him because she's just so self-absorbed. That's true. She I probably think so. just thinks he's with Clary not sort of thing. That's not the right and, word. And to be fair, she's not looking to look for him because she assumes he's dead. Oh, that's right. And yep. has been uh-huh. dead forever. So, yep. like, it's not even in her mind. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she probably, as a head of an institute, should be a little bit more <laughs> aware. 
Yeah, so, Marissa. You, that's not her name. <laughs> you would think that she would know who the leader of the clan is. And don't you think she's she interested? In, oh, that's a good point. And he did just take over mm-hmm. while she was gone. Yeah. So that's fair. Okay, it's all fine. So Maris dismisses Raphael, taking his word that the vamps didn't have anything to do with the two recent child killings. Clary thinks she's rolling on a bad trip when (laughs) Raphael starts to disappear. But Jace quickly assures her that it's just a projection since Raphael can't step foot on hallowed ground, on the hallowed ground of the Institute. You know, since he's undead and all. Once Raphael is gone, Maris wastes no time. She wants to know why Jace is back with his sister and a werewolf until, <laughs> like, this neighborhood. I don't know where it's going. So Luke takes over, telling Maris that Jace wants a trial before the clave for a chance to clear his name and even goes as far as to say he'll vouch for Jace. Of course, Maris is a snotty biatch, and, reads, and reading between the lines, she basically says the word of a filthy downworlder ain't shit because she's evil she's gross so luke is not to be played with though and reminds maris that her past is not so squeaky clean either snap maris launches into a mini monologue defending her prior indiscretion of loyalty towards valentine we get a bit of insight when maris reveals that valentine had taken her aside and kind of quote-unquote confided in her that she was the only one he could trust and how he had manipulated all of them into the into thinking they were special so a little bit of sidebar here i know that um previously uh in our first episode of this book in chapter one we had kind of um talked about maris and what her motivations might be and kind of like what her thought process might be so it's interesting to get a little bit more insight into kind of like her past relationship with Valentine. So what we know of the circle is that it started in school. Valentine was a super popular and well-liked upperclassman sort of, he sort of collected this band of rejects and misfits and he gave them what they were starved for. He made them feel special and wanted and gave them a sense of belonging and that they were like all desperate for. And then he abandoned them during the uprising and the ones that were left found out that it was all a lie. So it's all like this massive betrayal. Like imagine the first time ever that you felt like you belonged and that you were wanted for you and, you know, and then just, it's all a lie. Like, ouch. So like, no wonder Maris has trust issues. Like she's still a bitch for shutting out Jace, but still. What do you guys think? I, again, I think she was embarrassed when all that stuff happened with Valentine. Mm-hmm. So she's, I, I don't know. I don't know if she's really much of, if trust is really the issue. I think she's just afraid of being burned and being embarrassed again. Mm-hmm. That he's going to play her for a fool. A fool. Right. It's that humiliation yeah. that she can't handle. She's just being selfish. Ooh. That's what I think. She's a bitch. You's a bitch. 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 I don't disagree. I, I think that Maris right now is all about herself and mm-hmm. reputation and what people think. And, you know, she's got a lot of growing to do. Did you have anything to add? Sorry, I was going to ask a question. Is this all still the same day for when she kicked him out in the morning or a I couple so. hours ago? Yeah. And then they're like, all right, let's go back. Like, yeah. What the hell are you doing back here already? I just said you know, a couple <laughs> hours ago. 
Were you hungry? <laughs> I took your key. That means no refrigerator. So Maris ends her info dump by telling Jace that she just can't afford to trust him. Gee, thanks, Mom. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Luke is showing up for Jace in a big way because he doesn't let Maris off that easily. But when he pushes for her to let Jace stay at the Institute, Maris still Maris is still resistant. Clary offers up the soul sword option, even though she totally doesn't know what that all entails. That's our girl. thinking things through, as always. And Luke pipes up in a... Luke pipes in all... Oh, no, that's a terrible idea. Only the Inquisitor can use it. And Jace is like, okay, I'm game. Let's do it. Done. Because Jocelyn's children have no sense of self-preservation. Seriously, (laughs) They were just born without it. (laughs) So Maris announces that that the Inquisitor is, in fact, already on her way. Luke is horrified. (laughs) But Maris reassures him that she didn't call the Inquisitor. But with a whole Valentine is back and stealing the cup, it was kind of inevitable that they'd be (laughs) investigated. (laughs) So finally, Luke puts, puts the pieces together and realizes that is why Maris was trying to get rid of Jace. So I'm going to read the next page from... I'm going to... No. I'm going to read some information from... Dude, Whoa. What? Look at all those markers. Those are all my my parts. Oh, look at you. I have a um, paper clip. Just this one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I am going to read um, the next little bit (laughs) from the book. Who is the Inquisitor, Clary demanded. The word conjured up images of the Spanish Inquisition, of torture, the whip, and the rack. What does she do? She investigates shout... Chowda. <laughs> Chowda. Chowda. I just what does she like do? <laughs> she investigates shadow hunters for the clave, said Luke. She ensures the law hasn't been broken by Nephilim. She investigated all the circle members after the uprising. She cursed Hodge, Jace said, and she sent you here. She chose our exile and his punishment. She has no love for us and hates your father. I'm not leaving, said Jace, still very pale. What will she do if she gets here and I'm gone? She'll think you conspired to hide me. She'll punish you. You and Alec and Isabel and Max. Maris said nothing. Maris, don't be a fool, said Luke. She'll blame you more if you let Jace go. Keeping him here and allowing the trial by sword will be a sign of good faith. So, um, okay. They are just really okay with children getting tortured. (laughs) Like, they, what the hell? Well, I I don't know if I'm happy or sad for Jace being able to stay. Yeah. Because, you know, at least he has a place to stay. Right. When somewhere he knows, but man, that'd be uncomfortable. Right. It's like, he's not getting welcomed back into the fold of a a loving family. He's, He's doing it so... As a sacrifice. Yeah, he genuinely sounds concerned, at least about the kids. Right. I don't know so much about this bitch. Right. 
<laughs> so even though technically it had been her idea, Clary is none too pleased with the idea of letting Jace stay at the Institute and face the Inquisitor. But like Luke points out, that if Jace leaves, he'd be turning his back on the clave and wouldn't be a shadow hunter anymore. He'd have to live as a Monday. The horror. Dude, I think that's really messed up of Maris to take that choice away from him. Yeah. That is super, like, she knows that that means everything to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Such a bad parental unit. Yeah. And she didn't even tell him. No, yeah, he didn't even have an option. I wonder if the Inquisitor would have tried to find him, though. Right. Is she, like, an investigator, too? Because this seems like something I would be good at. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do think she would have tried to find him, for sure. But it just... Right. It it wouldn't have it wouldn't have changed anything in terms of like because they would have found Jace because he wouldn't have been known known to be hiding. I was going to say they would have found him easily. Everybody knows about his fight already. Right. A few hours. (laughs) Right. He can't stay away, man. Right. Although Maris didn't know that. So. Right. It would just it would just make Maris and and the Lightwoods just look bad, you know. So Luke has the best exchange with Maris. I'm just, I'm going to read you a little snippet. He does have something on his side, something the members of the circle did not have after the uprising. And what is that? Maris asked. Luke smiled faintly. Unlike you, he said, Jace is telling the truth. Bam. (gasps) Boom. Shakalaka laka. (laughs) Luke totally dunked on that uptight. Biatch. (laughs) So Jace agrees to take his chances with the Inquisitor and gets to stay home. Yay! Yeah, at least he's comfy in his own bed. Right? He can get a good shower. I do. I gotta, like, give a round of applause to Luke because his snappy, snappy comebacks are gold. Yeah. Especially up against Maris. He's like, oh, bitch. Mm -mm. (laughs) You think you got the corner market on Sassy? I don't think so. Use a liar. Okay, well, Clary, that took an hour to get to that point. (laughs) I mean, most of it was us just BSing. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Clary and Simon are at Luke's house working through the age-old problem of what to eat. Luke comes in and announces that he ordered pizza and called the hospital. (laughs) He tells Clary there's been no change with Jocelyn. And that's weird to me because I feel like he would just say there's been no change with your mom. Right. I call her by name. I don't know. It's odd. I guess it's good for the story. I don't know. Anyway, Clary tells Simon she thinks her mom hasn't woken up yet because she's waiting for something or someone. Honestly, who freaking knows what Valentine put in her poor veins. So, but can you guys remind me? I don't remember. Maybe we touched on it and I'm just a dumb dumb. Is she in her Monday hospital? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what would they have said when they brought her in? Like we found her in the streets. So she's in a mundane hospital, but like, no one knows what's wrong with her. So it's like, maybe a mundane and we'll be able to fix it. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. Because they don't know. So why not try her? Right. Has, do we? Okay. These are all questions that I'll, I'm sure I'll find out later. And maybe they've already talked about them. Did Magnus come see her at all? I can't remember if he came or I'm if he sure just did I'm sure he Alec. did. The, I, they never explained it, but I'm sure he did. Okay. Well, cl- quickly changing the subject, Simon asks about their trip to the Institute. While Clary is giving him giving Simon the rundown, Luke chimes in and corrects the pronunciation of Maris's name. He breaks it down as May Reese. Is that? May Riss. May Riss. Is that what it is? I mean, that's how May I've Riss. always heard it say is 
Maris or Maris. Okay. Maris is weird when the R is before the Y. Like, I don't know. Maris sounds better than that based on how it's spelled. Anyway, we've been saying Maris, so that's what my brain's going to keep doing. So too bad if it's wrong. um, In the audiobooks, right? Maris. Yeah. Maris. Okay, cool. I think if you say it fast enough, Maris. Maris. Okay. I prefer Maris. Maris sounds, it's very long. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Simon. The same amount of letters, it is, but, but it long. feels longer. <laughs> Maybe it's because I have to focus on it more because I've been saying it the other way forever. <laughs> so Simon seems surprised that Jace would have chosen to stay and face the Inquisitor. And Luke reminds Simon that being a shadow hunter is everything to him. The pizza delivery takes Luke away, and Simon tells Clary that it's weird to think of Luke as a shadow hunter because it seems like a cult. And once again, Simon is not my favorite. I just get the feeling that since he's obviously jealous of Jace, he's trying to just talk a bunch of shit about shadow hunters to pull Clary away. And it's just annoying. Like, get, come on. her It's her life, dude. Right. Her entire family is in it. Chill. Right. I think he's... <laughs> Also jealous that he can't be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. I Yeah, I, I think he is taking... Because he was all gung-ho at first. That's and true. And then he realized what kind of danger being a mundane in that world really can be mm-hmm. with the whole Hotel du Mort thing. And I, I think he's just like, oh, well, I can't go with her. Mm-hmm. So I want her to come back. And yeah. He's jealous of Jace. He yeah. wants to, like, I mean, if she joined a band that Jace was in, like, he'd be like, that's a stupid band. <laughs> Come join my band. I told Andy earlier, by the way, my band name would be Cake on the Bannister because that's where I, when I texted him earlier because I left him cake upstairs. Like a dog or a child in timeout. Poor, poor, poor dude. Oh, my God. Did I tell you my niece's new boyfriend's band name? I don't think you told us. We heard about the band. Pope in a Cure shirt. <laughs> oh, no. Pope in a Cure t-shirt. <laughs> That's the name. Robin's just staring. Uh, no reaction. So many words I'm coming out. I'm not a robot. Right? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> anyway. Well, Simon, and I think trying to make Clary jealous, I don't know, I got the feeling, maybe not, uh, tells Clary about the girl Maya uh, that he had met at the bar and asks if Luke, asks Luke if he's she's part of the pack. Luke explains that she's a pretty good kid and sometimes watches the store for him in exchange for books. And... <laughs> <laughs> when? In the last seven yeah, days. He did specify it was when he goes to see Jocelyn in the hospital. So Fine. I guess he has, she has been watching the store. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cause he's new. So Simon and super rudely, in my opinion, asks if um, it's because Luke is short on money, which in turn gets, gets Luke talking about the Morgan Stern jewelry. Jocelyn was selling off bit by bit for monies. And he says, those are all gone now, though Valentine may have recovered them from the wreckage of your old apartment. So it got me thinking, do you think Valentine cleaned it? Had his, one of his warlocks do it for him? Like, there's no way he would have actually gone there, right? But he would have recognized his jewelry. Maybe no one else would have. Maybe. Answer all my questions, Robin, now. I would think Valentine would come. You think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, once it was secure. Like oh, after Madame Dorothea? I think Madame he would have went to go get Jocelyn. 
Oh, I don't you think. I, he, I don't think he went to go to get Jocelyn. I think he sent people to go get Jocelyn. I don't know. He's just such a vengeful. Yeah, like he'd be standing in the hallway after they captured her or something. Yeah, like, maybe. Be one of, yeah, like, he'd be the one to be the like, look into my eyes as I take you. I found you, sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Icky. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I feel like Simon and Clary are those friends on Team Mom that have a script, a set of questions that they have to keep the storyline going. Because <laughs> they're just asking like all these very, I don't know. Clary asks if the Lightwoods had really hoped that he was dead. And he explains that it would have been easier for them since they're charged with keeping peace between the downworlders. And now Luke is strolling in, being a pack leader, and he's kind of a wild card. <laughs> a maverick if you will yeah luke goes on to tell them that he could feel the strength of the gray books runes even after all this time when he was in the institute always oh, always in your soul mm-hmm. <laughs> clary tells them that she's been wondering if she should get some marks um <coughs> i'm so sorry you should be so rude Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay start from clary tells Clary tells them that she's been wondering if she should get some marks herself for protection. And Simon annoyingly demands to know what she needs protection from. I'm just like, her fucking father, maybe, you annoying, selfish little brat. <laughs> I wrote that in all caps, <laughs> just for the record. You can't have her all to yourself. Jeez Louise, let her go a little bit. <sighs> I guess he's just getting her, he thinks. But it's annoying. I'm over it. Stop it. Anyway, remember that question from Mm -hmm. the last uh, wrap up that was like, if you could interject, I'd be like, bro, (laughs) push him back a little bit. Take yourself out of the sitch and look how you're acting. Right. Anyway, Luke explains that that it's not really how it works. And most shadow hunters go through the process of training, et cetera, before they get their marks. However, he tells her that shadow hunters, every shadow hunter should have a stele and placing a stele on the I feel like I'm reading one of those books that you have to push the button for the right. sound, the children's books. Uh, he puts a stele on the table for her and um, tells her that it was her mother's. She talks about how pretty it is. But while she's noticing um, the odd size, Luke explains that it's an old model, which I think is just so funny. It's not a fireball. Yeah, it's just a knife. <laughs> like, there might be new, what, like. Yeah, I was, that's what I was wondering, too. Like, it, it has a new, like, software upgrade. Like, what is, yeah. how is it an old right. model? It's literally a piece of crystal on. Atomus, right? Yeah. It's weird. Is it Atomus? Yeah, I think, I think it's Atomus on, like, some sticky thing. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. But what's I hate I hate Stelles in the way that they're described. Okay. In my head, I like them. Because in my head they are the size of a pen. Oh, I forgot it's not the knife, right? It's the wand thing. Yeah, it's the wand. Okay, I'm thinking it it was a knife. Okay, my bad. Go on. So in my head, they're the size of a pen. Right. Okay. And it's like the eraser point is the crystal, right? And it, it's a little bit longer, but it's like this, like around the size of a, you know, thing. And it fits easily in a pocket. But the way they describe it, it's like between the size of like a pen and like a ruler or a yardstick. Right. Like, almost like, like, like it's like, yeah, it's excessively long. A yardstick or a yard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Merk. <laughs> That's a public school education. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's it's just it's it's not functional. Yeah. 
it's only a little piece of atomus that needs that you need to burn your skin off. Okay, why does it have to be extra long? Because they need to fit it in their utility pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Simon makes some more snarky, jealous comments, and we kind of we kind of move on. You so. know, I gotta say, I'm really disappointed that you skipped over the most important issue that Which we one? need to discuss in this section. Go on. That Simon ate all the fucking pizza. Oh, yeah, five like, pieces. Jeez, um, What is a pizza, like eight slices? You didn't leave much for anybody. I don't care how close of a friend I am. I'm not going to go over to somebody else's house and eat all their fucking pizza. No, Are I wouldn't even do that kidding? at my own house. You don't go back for seconds until everyone else has had first. That is common courtesy. courtesy yes. Especially after asking Luke if he has money problems. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Yeah. You're like, he specifically got me a veggie pizza because I'm a vegetarian, even though nobody else in this house is a vegetarian. Obviously, he's a wolf. He eats meat. <laughs> but I'm going to spit in the face of his kindness I didn't by eating he was a all vegetarian. of the pizza. I was wondering why it was a veggie pizza. It's the same one that, like, the veggie burrito from okay. last okay. book. I like that he says that if a wolf was going to eat him, he'd just, he's kosher. <laughs> it's my favorite. I don't all like of, anything All of says. those one-liners are my favorite, so. I'm going to get you guys to not like him by the end. No, he gets better. I hope so. Otherwise, you guys are going to hate him because I'm going to convince you. But Wait, that's, that's um, Valentine-y, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Your Slytherin is showing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. So, um, switching gears. That's what I'm going to say. I'm like, ur, ur, ur. <laughs> let me push in my clutch. Second gear, we're speeding up here? <laughs> can I Can I jump gears? Can we, can we go from second to fourth? No, dude. Okay, I anyway. I don't think I've ever done that before. I've started in second before. Okay, Why? Just accidentally. Oh, okay. Being mindless. Do you ever forget and you leave it in first when you park and then you hop forward and the car dies because you thought you left it in neutral? I always, you're supposed to put it in gear when you park. I always leave it in neutral. It could roll down. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be in reverse (laughs) to first. Anyway. Moving on. My bet. Okay. So Jace suddenly wakes up from a nightmare where Valentine is burning slash branding marks onto his arm um and it's alec at the door that wakes him up telling him that maris is waiting for him in the library again and jay says that he looked for alec before he went to his room you know because unlike claire he's a good friend and alec says that he was out oh As Jace is changing, his shirt is sticking to his skin from dried blood, which is gross and painful. It is weird that he didn't shower before he laid down. He was so exhausted. Maybe a little drunk. Mm, yeah, maybe. Sorry. <laughs> single malt whiskey. Well, one sip for a kid, you know. Well, look, getcha. Um, he tells Alec that he picked a fight with a pack of werewolves. And Jace tells Alec that he must also be scruffed up because it looks like he has a bite mark on his back. Oh, weird. And Alec tries to pull off the whole I burnt myself with a curling <laughs> iron bit. <laughs> and I have like giddy schoolgirl vibes pulsing through my entire body. I know. I'm over here like playing with my hands. I'm like, yeah. 
I love it so much. I have goosebumps. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. Obviously, to be continued for Miss Samantha. Well, okay. Can I just chime in real quick? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm assuming, just because it fits the storyline, um, that he was with Magnus somehow, right? But I cannot stop imagining him as like 40 years old. So I'm just super grossed out. <laughs> so I can't wait to get to know him better and like him more so that I stop feeling icky about it's like it. like 700. So don't yeah. worry. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I don't know if that's actually his right age. Well, that's what I was, I was asking eight. Robin the other day because um, I was watching Hotel Transylvania 3. And they marry humans. And I'm like, I don't understand. You would just keep marrying humans. Like they would die and you would just keep getting married. It's weird. Sad. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. The it's life the of sad a life of an immortal. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely. Anyway, so you would you, think you would want to find someone that's the same as you. So you got to come so in too. Happen. Anyway, you can't help who you fall in love with, Amanda. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> so many questions. So Do you have questions? No, no, no. I just I always have so many questions. Mm, okay. <laughs> So Mr. Alec tells Mr. Jace that he had to clear his head about his mom and Hodge. And Jace apologizes about Hodge and says that he couldn't bring himself to tell them. And Alex, Alec admits that it looks like he is hiding things about his father. <laughs> and Jace abruptly asks Alec if he believes him about the whole not being in cahoots with V-Tang thing. And Alec says of course he believes him. But Jace needs to remember that he can be a little harsh sometimes. That he needs to think before he speaks. And Jace decided to ghost. The feels are too strong for him. It might cause personal development. (laughs) Reaching the library, Jace unwillingly compares the library to pre-slash-post-Hodge. And I feel really bad for these kids. Especially Jace, because it's double trouble. Obs, we know that you can't just cut off your feelings for someone. And it's terrible that they're feeling shameful when they have positive thoughts about Hodge. I mean, he's totally a villain, but wasn't one all the time. Yeah. I just feel bad for them having to basically feel shame that you liked a tea that he made for you. Or mm-hmm. you liked the way he kept the library. It just, it's obviously, it's sad. Mm-hmm. I really like Alex. Um, just his interaction with Jace in this. And, like, you can tell in book one, we didn't quite get a whole lot of their relationship it felt very Mm one-sided um but here we can actually see alec and jace kind of interacting in a way where they they feel like they're more on equal terms like they're on equal footing and i like that alec is like no i of course i believe you but you've got to think about what everybody else everybody else is not your pair like right He's like responsible. He is, I'm and sure. and I like, and he calls him out. And he's like, no, you, th- you can't act like this because this, this, and this. Like, like he he tells it to him straight, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. I have questions. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to do with this. Sorry. So it's interesting that they have already like found their parapetite at such a young age, which of course they would have because they're best friends, basically brothers. But um, is that normal to find them that early? And does Isabel not have one? Isabel doesn't have one. They are described as rare. Oh. But they're they're not in this series. Like they, there's plenty of people we who see have pair often. Yeah. Okay. But it's not everybody and it's not like a mandatory thing. And um you can you can do the ceremony, the pair ceremony, 
um, between the ages of 12 and 19. Oh, so that it's this is how it is. It's, their age is correct. Yeah. Crazy. So what happens if you guys get in a fight over um, who's going to eat the last slice of pizza and they just can't handle it anymore? They're just done. Done, son. There's no, it's not like, it's not something you can just like. Okay. No divorcing. Right. Right. Got it. And it's, it's like basically like a marriage ceremony. Like there's special runes and like a whole ceremony and it's, it's like an intense, it's some intense shit. I don't know why it feels very dorky. Yeah. It's like we are best friends for, it's the most intense. (laughs) Best friends forever. BFF blood pact <laughs> that any 12-year-old has ever done. Aren't we going to get matching tattoos? Yeah. Yeah. We're, you should. We're, we're getting paribotype tattoos. <laughs> to, to go over our other matching yeah, tattoos. Fix that shit. <laughs> Carpet nectar. Yeah. It's going to happen. We'll take pics. <laughs> I'll take the pics while they get the pain. Done. I like it. So the Inquisitor jumps out of Hodge's chair and asks if he is the boy. And Mayor's answers for Jace that he is the one, the one, the one. <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. Anyway. I just, this reminds me of when um, Bro Jay was there. And I just think it's funny. Everyone has to sit in the damn chair or like be in this library. Well, she's sitting there without the gas lamps and fireplace on anyway bitch asks if he's jonathan morgenstern Mm-mm, wrong don't do that <laughs> so i'm literally crossing my arms because i am so like i hate the inquisitor so much that i just can't she's like she is on par with umbridge for me like just the infuriating Nerd. Like, just angry, angry, angry feelings. All the angry feelings. Okay. So, as Kristen stated, she starts flexing her evil witch vibes um, by gliding over to Jace and um, demands to be called as such. You will call me Inquisitor. And Jace thinks about how um, he assumed that the Inquisitor was more like a, like, silent brother, less evil villain. And somehow he musters the courage to put on his sassy pants and tells her that his name is Jace Whalen, motherfucker. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. So <laughs> Jace is not going to be a, um, what's the word? A, a diplomat anytime soon. No, <laughs> I think I should have said Jace motherfucking Whalen. Yeah. There you go. By mm-hmm. the way, I totally... Screwed the pooch. <laughs> okay, so um, she's like, bitch, you don't have a right to claim that name. And by doing so, it makes you a liar, just like your father. Dang. To which Jace says that he's his own unique type of liar. And he's kind of offended that she would suggest otherwise. He literally does not help himself ever. Yep. Ever, ever, no ever. I love it. <laughs> Little... I have I have to read from the book. So this is the Inquisitor. I see a smile a small smile curved her pale mouth. It was not a nice smile. You are intolerant of authority, just as your father was, like the angel whose name you both bear. Her fingers gripped his chin with a sudden ferocity, her nails digging painfully. 
Lucifer was rewarded for his rebellion when God cast him into the pits of hell. Her breath was sour as vinegar. If you defy my authority, I can promise that you will envy his fate. Dude, seriously? The law is hard, but it's a law, and the people who serve it are just as wicked. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Yeah. I just, there's nothing that makes me crazier than a person in power with a vendetta. Yeah. Like, ugh. You've got an axe to grind, and you you are not objective. Get out of here. Okay, don't remember. Did they describe how old this bitch is? No. Okay, because mm-hmm. so, I just fe- get the feeling that she, like, had a crush on Valentine in high school, and he was not <laughs> into her, and she's got to, like, seek her revenge on someone now. I I think, I think she's older because she was the inquisitor when the uprising happened okay that's right so i would assume that she would be older than her early 20s Mm -hmm. right i agree i concur so her fingernails leave blood running down jace's face but he doesn't wipe it away out of just spite i guess i would feel weird like when someone rubs your eyebrow wrong Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not someone if you did it it's just anyway i know what you mean maris reminds her and we find out her name is imogen that Jace has agreed to trial by the sword and reading between the lines basically tells her to calm the F down. The Inquisitor takes this opportunity to remind Maris that she is still a stain on the clave and if it wasn't for a relatively clean record of running the Institute, she might be on trial also. You know, they wonder if she actually refutes Vitang or if she's just so stupid that she fell for another one of his traps. Feeding into that um, same thing I was talking about. Well, and can I just, who is okay with her drawing blood from a child? Yeah, who keeps their nails that long? <laughs> Dang, I'm jealous. They're acrylics. Yeah. <laughs> they have bling French on them. <laughs> They're like dragon lady nails. Jeez. Oh, man. Okay. Jace tries to defend the Lightwoods, but apparently the tone of his voice irritates the Inquisitor, and she decides to compare him to a cuckoo bird. A parasite who lays its eggs in another bird's nest then kills the baby birds and forces the parents to feed it. She keeps poking and trying to provoke Jace until finally... Yes, Jace said, unable to help himself. I was trained to be an evil mastermind from a young age. Pulling the wings off flies. Poisoning the earth's water supply. I was covering that stuff in kindergarten. I guess we're all just lucky my father faked his own death before he got to the raping and pillaging part of my education. Or no one would be safe. <laughs> oh, fuck. Lols. But stop. Oh, You're not right. helping yourself. Not the time. But really good for us. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maris finally jumps in and tells her to lay off. He's just a boy. Speak for yourself, yo. It's from Dory. Anyway. Okay. But the Inquisitor quickly takes the opportunity to yet again parallel Jace to his daddy-o and sentences him to a night in the cells of the Silent City. Okay, really quick. Sorry. I didn't mean speak for yourself. I meant, like, take your own word for it. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> Thank you. I just realized I was like, wait, wait, no. Sorry. It's okay. Whoa. Dude. That escalated quickly. Yeah, I'm yeah. terrified. Like, it is so obvious that Imogen is taking out her own like personal issues mm-hmm. on this kid that like she has no proof of anything and this is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy about the shadow hunter governing body because it's it's all like there's no 
Where are the checks and balances? God damn it. Well, it almost seems like she doesn't even need any proof. She's just tired of his attitude. So, yep. Yeah. She just, she can just has ultimate power and do whatever she wants, which is like just not okay. Not okay with it. Any levels. No. Jace's internal monologue explains that the cells of the Silent City are basically reserved for rogue vamps and warlocks who break the covenant or shadow hunters who have murdered other shadow hunters. Which poses a question, how does being a smart ass warrant having to go there? Mm-hmm. But um, Jace is staring blankly thinking about all this and the Inquisitor's like, good. Seems like you're already learning your lesson to keep your mouth shut. Not, yeah. I, no. I, so I know. I mean, that's, I, yeah, you gotta threaten him a little bit to get him to knock it off, right? I mean. The things that I want to do to this woman and not in a sexual way. <laughs> I know that might be confusing. <laughs> Given my usual commentary. <laughs> However. <laughs> I want her to hurt her so badly. She infuriates me so much. Okay, we have found Kristen's first rival of the book. Oh, we will be in a fight. I I am. It's knockdown, drag out. I've taken my earrings out. It's awesome. time to go. Okay, so now we're going to shoot over to Clary's point of view. And um, they're at, let's just say Lucifer's. He already has a, a long name. Luke is already a nickname. I don't need to make another long name for Luke. Uh. <laughs> anyway, they're there and the doorbell rings. Um, and it catches everyone by surprise. So much so that Luke goes to the door with a knife. <laughs> and um, Clary seeks to follow, and Simon pulls her back, as it seems that she's attracted to danger now. Mm. Now? Right. Right. But it's cool, guys. It's a false alarm, because Luke is actually calling Clary over to the door to meet someone. It's Maya surprise. Maya surprise. Okay, so, like, I don't know why it's weird for Luke to go to the door with a knife because, like, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> you should see, like, most of the time I just won't even go to the door yeah, if I'm either. home alone. I'm like, nope, sorry, they can leave it. <laughs> yep. I have a camera. I'll look on the camera first or you can just, nope. Yeah, I just, mm-mm. Some, uh, no I got a package the other day and Lincoln was sleeping and they rang the doorbell twice and knocked the door. I'm like, dude, go away. Just leave it on the front porch like a normal person. Right? Put it in the pile, the Baskin pile. Yes or no? Yeah. So they go into the kitchen and um, everyone kind of quickly discusses Jace. And Maya says hello to Simon, who, although bad with names, she remembers. Mm -hmm. And uh, Luke tells Clary that Maya's going to be working around the store for the next few weeks. So not to freak out if she comes and goes. And Maya reassures her that she's going to be on the lookout for anything unusual. And this makes Clary, I think, jealous. Uh, yeah, but... Like maybe she doesn't want to be filled like she's filled. Sorry. Maybe she doesn't want to feel like she's being treated like a baby. Like she needs a babysitter. But I, I totally understand. But she does need a fucking babysitter. She does. She's a magnet for evil. Mm-hmm. And having a werewolf who knows how to be a werewolf and is aware of the down world and like that's a good thing stop being such a petulant little brat so personally i don't know what i would do if i was clary especially at clary's age Mm -hmm. but it's really 
say disrespectful, but that's the word I'm going to use, to Maya. She didn't ask to watch Clary. Yeah. Right. She's very rude to her. I know. And it just seems like, like, Luke, really? Come on. I don't need a babysitter. Like, just be direct. Yeah. Instead of making Maya feel bad. Like... I don't I don't know to me I, I didn't get the feeling that she was supposed to be a babysitter I just got the feeling she was going to watch the shop she's been doing it mm-hmm. so why not I think um, that she's not only jealous of Simon but maybe she's a little jealous um, because she wasn't asked to run the shop because what what the hell is she doing you know like mm-hmm. maybe they could take turns watching the shop I don't know if she's ever done that before but I think it's multi-pronged I think I think you're right about the babysitter like like whoa who is this She's mm-hmm. my age. Like, what does that make her, you know, whatever. Someone else who is around her age is getting close to Luke. Yep. And then the Simon thing. Mm-hmm. Because she likes to be the center of Simon's world, even though she's not paying attention. <laughs> she would never know. And she's pining for her brother lover. So. <laughs> brother lover. <laughs> Anyway. Maya is one of my favorite characters, so I'm probably also just being really mm-hmm. I don't know. I sensitive think she was to very her, mean. Yeah. yeah. So Simon breaks the tension by saying that they're all a little tense, but he's happy that someone will be around to keep an eye on his girlfriend. I can't. I cannot. Seriously? Fucking Simon. The fuck Simon. The embarrassment is literally seeping out of the pages and my face is red. I can't keep doing this with you. So tired of Stop him. Stop it. So tired of him. I don't know why he keeps pushing his agenda on Clary. Like, just stop it. It's very uncomfortable. And Clary just keeps going yeah. with it. She's like, I guess this is my life now. Like, fucking hell. Yep. You could... The power of persuasion with that broad... Like, you could just do whatever, and she'd be like, mm, okay, I guess, mm, this is my life. Like, what? Grow a goddamn <laughs> backbone and get yourself some fucking agency. Whoa. Jesus. She's willing to go into all these, like, super crazy Hotel Du Mort and all these different things. She's not afraid, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that, she can't say, wait a minute. What? Like, we no. haven't talked about this. Yeah. Like, hello. I would just laugh and be like, whatever, dude. You know, like, we'll talk about that later, because that'd be embarrassing to do in front of Luke and Mia, Maya. Mia, Maya. <laughs> Mia, Maya. Oh, Mia, Maya. Anyway. Yeah. I don't... Mm. Yep. That was... Uh, once again, he is icky. So, I lied, saying that they were having that initial discussion in the kitchen. They weren't. Because now Clary goes into the kitchen. <laughs> oh. And she's followed by Luke. Um... Who tells her, basically, he confesses that he just thought that she could use a friend. And um, she's like, I don't need a friend. I have Simon. And he's like, yeah, your boyfriend. And she's like, I guess so. But it's the first time I'm hearing about it, too. And she said that she's tired of belonging to everyone else with all these new identities that she's had to take on. Sister, daughter, and now girlfriend. Ugh. So Simon like bebops in and asks if he can stay the night at Luke's because um he's too tired to drive home. I like maybe you should have held off on the fucking girlfriend thing, genius. Mm, they just finished eating pizza. Like how late could it really be? Right. Right. Well, and I think Luke knows that Clary's not super into it because he's like, yeah, sure, yeah, and he goes to bed because he's gonna get up at six to go to the hospital. So, still, still, even if she's not that into it. Nope. 
you're not staying here with my 16 year old his not his whatever i i think Mm -mm. i mean obviously simon's stayed over before yeah and it was never an issue Mm -hmm. and luke while he is her father figure he's not really her father like you know what i mean like he's not really dad like he's he cares about her like a parent, mm-hmm. but he's never been the disciplinarian, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's always Jocelyn's job. And so, like, I don't really think he knows what I – and I think he, he had – I mean, he was brought up as a shadow hunter. By 16, you're practically an adult. Okay. Like, that's – like, he's you always, can make your own decision. We've known him, obviously, only by a chapter, but kind of as a voice of reason to treat Clary more as an adult also. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, Clary tells Simon that he can sleep in bed with her if he wants instead of sleeping on the couch. And Simon decides to kiss her lightly on the lips. And um, she just says, enough with the kitchens. And he aggresses, apparently, because I can't type agrees. (laughs) And pulls her up by the wrist and takes her to the guest room. Dude... Help me out here, man. Throw me a line. Anyone? No. What? No. Why? Why is this paragraph even in the book? It's so. No. I don't like it at all. Okay. So, okay. Let's break this down. So she doesn't just say, like, you can sleep in the bed. Like, she's like, you can stay over. Like, and she, like, tries to tiptoe and she's like I didn't mean on the couch and I was like what is happening like I mean I know I was asking for her to have some agency but like this seems like she's like six steps ahead like I'm like whoa 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 what happened I'm your girlfriend now so now you can sleep with me like whoa and and she's like they've slept in the same bed before so I realize that that's not a big deal but like you're implying things the way it was formed yeah yeah it just feels weird so instead of let's go watch anime and right. like maybe we'll make out a little bit and yeah. fall asleep. You want to watch a TV show and we can lay down. I right. Was, Netflix and chill. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Get with it. <laughs> I was reading this really fast because I was trying to do a multitude of things as I was writing out my section. And I honestly thought that she was having that conversation with Luke. Like maybe Luke. I forgot that she had her own bedroom there just mm-hmm. in the moment. So I thought maybe Luke had been letting her sleep in his bed and he'd been sleeping on the couch oh and like she was like oh you're so tired like you don't have to sleep on the couch like i can sleep on the couch and then i had to read it like a couple times i'm like wait what she's having this conversation with simon like yeah i just (sighs) i feel like we jumped several levels in the like two paragraphs (laughs) and i'm not saying that when you're young and hormones are raging that that levels don't get escalated escalated and and don't happen fast but like we're like they kissed once (laughs) and then he all of a sudden calls her his girlfriend by the end of the day and then immediately after she's like let's go sleep together yeah like (laughs) yeah like obviously not have sex but like it's just intimate. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. intimate. Mm-hmm. And she's also like in the implying. She's the totally imp- giving him that idea. Right. She's like, let's go like to it. Like you've just kissed him once. Mm-hmm. Like this is not like and you're not you don't have that relationship. Like you haven't like established 
you have an established relationship that you're changing and you're like not taking a second to like think about it. Yeah. Like this is not some guy that you met at a party and you're like, let's go hook up. Right. Like, this is a whole different situation. There needs to be thought. Ugh. I'm passionate about Just, this. Ugh. Well, and now, I, I mean, obviously that. everything up to this point, you know, you, there's no excuse for Simon being 60 minutes predator. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like now I'm sure he's getting mixed signals. Like not mixed signals because mm-hmm. it's a signal he he wants it to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And when you want something or you think something or you're manifesting something in your mind, everything is kind of going to be like, oh, well. That falls into line that with falls what into this my preconceived notions. This is why, children, it's so important to talk about consent. You have to get consent. Okay. <laughs> And you have to be comfortable saying no. Yeah. yeah. And not just no means no. You have to get a yes. You have to get an affirmative consent before proceeding. Okay? Thank you. Well, even, this has been my TED Talk. Well, Claire, you can just be like, you know, Simon, I, I know that, you know, maybe things got kind of weird at your house or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm just not into it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, or just. Let's at least take a step back. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Or maybe she is. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. We've been no. in her head. Mm-hmm. But let's maybe ask them questions instead of just like letting our pants take the lead. Yep. Okay. Uh, bye bye. Besides, it seems like a very long day. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm tired. You've been walking all over New York. I'm yeah. sure your feet stink. You need to yeah. change your fucking your socks. Your butt sweaty. I mean, jeez <laughs> Louise. <laughs> we do think. We need to take showers. Like, I just... Oh, gross. Not to mention, like, he doesn't have a change of clothes. Is he going to wear Probably his... Probably a torch. And you know his jeans drag on the ground in New York City. I don't oh. want that in my bed. Well, he's probably going to wear his boxers. Maybe Luke has a pair of sweats. I don't know. But Luke already went to bed, so they can't ask him. Although, in my head, Simon's really skinny, so he could probably wear Clary's sweats. Yeah. It's like Joey when he wears the women's underwear in that Friends episode. He's like, check it out. I'm comfortable in my masculinity. This is great. Good stuff, good stuff. All right. I can't wait to read more to see what happens here because I'm over it. I'm over this Simon thing. I hope this doesn't work out. Anyway, that is all. So um, make sure that you... (laughs) Read chapter five, Sins of the Fathers, for next week's episode. Was it a question? It mm-hmm. just was weird that it was plural. Oh, maybe it's everyone's uh, father. Yeah, it's fathers, plural. Okay. Okay. Make sure you read chapter five, Sins of the Fathers, for next week's episode. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.